Oh, yeah. Zipping right along, huh? Beautiful thing. It's all good. All right. Well, hello, radio and podcast listeners. I'm Barton Smith, your host of The Greater Good. And our time together is dedicated to engaging with our community members, those who take the time and make the effort, invest their energy to uh, improve the quality of lives of others and uh, those around us. Our community, if you will, whether that's Petaluma, California, or wherever you may find yourself in the world. And today, my guests, it's very special to me, love them, and uh, I'm just going to dive right in. No, they don't go back and do an intro on them, but I have Kendra Murray. Welcome. Thank you. Absolutely. Nice to be here. Yeah, Mr. Ralph Scott. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. Yeah. Thank you for having us on. Absolutely. My pleasure. So, uh, y'all might uh, know Kendra and Ralph because they produce these wonderful, engaging performances that they put up throughout town. Um, Historic Library of Pembroke is at one point there, had a Sherlock Holmes performance there. Uh, they're multi talented. They burn the candle at both ends pretty regularly from what I've seen. Uh, <laughs> there is a disadvantage to burning the candle at both ends, especially if your hand is in the middle. And yes, yes, and it's a votive candle. Then you're really <laughs> in <serious> trouble, right? <laughs> uh, you also wear many, many hats. So it's uh, not just producing uh, shows for the Petaluma radio players, which having, you know, uh, being a participant in that, I could easily see being likened to maybe herding feral cats into Indeed. one little room, right? Yeah, yes. no, no question about it. I, I think that uh, uh, these particular cats are highly talented. Yeah. And um, considering all of the cities where we could have possibly launched a, uh, a radio program that brings back not only vintage uh, radio, but also vets, plays from around the world, modern plays, and produces them in vintage style many times, I'd say Petaluma is probably in the top... 5% of ideal places to present this type of, or produce this type of programming. Um, it's an extraordinarily supportive community for our efforts. And, yeah. um, I, you know, it's, there's enough, as Kendra will tell you, there's enough pressure just to bring a show to the air, you know, from script to stage to page, to from page to stage to, yeah. uh, to air, uh, that it, it, to, to know that you're working with an environment that's going to really bless your efforts, right. uh, that takes tremendous pressure off. Yeah. Would you say that's accurate? I would, and yeah. I think that one of the one of the blessings of working in your community and project and a group like this is that you are constantly tapping into that resource for all kinds of things, for a place to rehearse or for um, expertise on how to do something with your equipment or um, in some cases, recruitment, mm -hmm. like through various social media and things like that. You might put out a feeler that you're having auditions or something, and then suddenly some people who maybe do really wacky things like real estate in their day jobs <laughs> decide, you know what, I'd really like to try that, and they get hooked. Yeah, and that, and that sort of colors the uh, or captures the, the flavor that we have of our pedal and radio players. I mean, you know, we've got a criminal defense attorney as one of our members. We have a realtor as one of our members. We have a copy editor as another graphic designer. There's an entire variety of mostly non-professionals who operate when they're behind the mic as professionals. And I think that's the real payoff for us is to watch those talents, those closet talents emerge. And in some cases, these are people who had never been on microphone before, right? Yeah. And we worked yeah. with them, and over time, we detected what their strengths were, and we played to those strengths first and foremost. And then, little by little, over the months, we started expanding from those strengths, throwing them to other roles, such as directing and producing and so forth. And it's kind of neat to see 
when that, you know, pardon the, the abusive analogies here, but when you start to to fertilize and water that flower, how it blooms into something you had no idea you had in your hands. It's really cool. Right. Probably nor did that individual in exactly. certain circumstances. Right? Yeah. That's right. There are beautiful voices uh, all over town. I, I find myself uh, being a part of the Pedro Maria players now very tuned when I talk to somebody. Like, wow, the tenor of that voice right. is amazing. I'd or, like to hear them play this part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You see a specific role yes. just like leaps into your mind like, oh my lord, they have got yes. to try for that. Exactly. So, yeah. And so what what inspired you all? Okay, so there's, there's a lot going on. So you all wear many hats. So let's, let's let me back up really quick, sure. if you don't mind. And just tell me a little bit about yourselves. Because, Kendra, I know that you're working in the entertainment industry to some degree still, right. or now at this point, as, yeah. a, as a PA in right. motion capture, right? Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about who Kendra is and how you kind of got into it and what you're doing now. Sure. Give us a quick view of that. Um, well, the Reader's Digest version is that um, I did theater as a teenager and uh, loved being in plays and directing plays. In fact, my senior project in high school was to direct a play, and I did, and half of the cast were faculty members, which was really an interesting experience for a teenager (laughs) to direct uh, adults. Um, That's a whole other show in and of itself. (laughs) And then I acted in plays in college and uh, just sort of, you know, fell into the routine of life after that without theater as a central part of it. And as my kids were growing up and flying the coop, so to speak, I thought I need to get back to the things that really speak passionately to me. And I went to see the Petaluma Radio Players perform at Hotel Petaluma for, uh, I think it was Sleigh Bells Ring was mm-hmm. the uh, performance. 20, and 2016. 2016. And, um, Might be a reason why you remember that date, huh? Uh, we'll get back, we'll get back uh, to that by the end. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Um, teaser, teaser. Teaser. Stay tuned to the end of the program. Um, in addition to uh, just loving the performance and really just enjoying that kind of entertainment, I started to feel like, I could do this. I should be doing this. Why am I not already doing this? And so I reached out via email to the troupe, and uh, the the big teaser on the uh, website was, you know, hey, if you have a face for radio, <laughs> join us. And I replied saying, I have a face for radio. I'm I need to be with you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and thus my my path through the Petaluma Radio Players began. All right, on excellent. Well, you really dove right in. I did. All yes, the way. Totally. <laughs> Love that. Love it. That's well, my hair. That's my roots. <laughs> that's it. Love it. Ralph, give us an overview. Uh, well, the Cliff's Notes version of the Reader's Digest version. Um, uh, Which you do have definitely some yes. wonderful stories there, no doubt. Thank you. Yeah. Unfortunately, we only have, what, another hour and a half. Yeah. Um, uh, practically from, well, grade school. You know, yeah. I was putting on uh, producing as early as third grade, um, talking various mothers of the students to help us sew together some old puppets that we found and put eyes on them using buttons and so forth, and you know, writing my first script and typing, trying to use a typewriter, that was interesting, an old royal, um, and putting together a, uh, a script where all the zoo animals are trying to plan an escape and so forth, and we staged that outside under a big portico of a turn of the century, the other century, Victorian mansion on in uh, Hempstead, Long Island, at this uh, this old elementary school, and wow. 
Uh, so, you know, I've been producing and then using an old uh, cassette recorder, a handheld cassette recorder that was considered portable, but I think it weighed about 15 pounds, <laughs> um, to, uh, to create sound effects. And I was, uh, I was uh, hanging out with a kid up the street, Louis Marinero, who now is a, he's like the head of the uh, Navy Union in New York or something. He, and he, you know, he runs, uh, he does a lot of sports uh, editing, uh, graphic editing for NBC Sports. But at the time, when we were cutting our teeth in production, we were we had to create the sound of hysterical because uh, you're literally cutting your teeth. Yes, actually, quite great, great. Um, right. And uh, and uh, you know, at the time, we were experimenting with with different sound effects and laying them into storylines and doing hand editing. And uh, I remember one sound effect we had to create the the ambiance of walking through a two guys walking through a sewer pipe. And we took a, a little dishpan of water and we opened the front-loading dryer okay. in the basement and put, yes, we have basements back east, and we right. put uh, we put a dishpan in there and we were splashing it. And it really did sound like, even right. on this you know, cheap little uh, cassette recorder, it really did sound like guys walking through a through a sewer pipe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been in the blood for a very long time. And, nice. you know, many, many, many years later, professionally, I would end up in entertainment on the PR side, Fox, Universal, Paramount, you name it. And yeah. so now that I'm in Petaluma... Um, it's a delight to be, you know, re, re invigorating and reinvestigating those roots, yeah, and absolutely. you know, and seeing and being surrounded by incredibly professional people to make it happen. Yeah, sure. We're very, very lucky to have both of you uh, driving and producing some of these because it's I, the the lifting that you all do is just phenomenal to make these happen. So yeah, thank you. Sure. As a matter of fact, we could do a little promo. Well, no, no. It's well deserved. Um, we could also do a little promo right now for a Foley artist, maybe, or making sure a Foley artist pool yeah, grows. Right. Yeah. So we've been actually we've been talking. About in our uh, within our troop and within the community of offering some kind of a foley camp where we will have perhaps someone who's an experienced foley artist uh, guide us as laymen, so to speak, mm-hmm. in the art of making sounds out of things, yeah. and so that we can uh, include more of that in our live programming because that is a signature piece of what the old-style radio plays are all about. Yeah, yeah. And obviously when we do our um, our non-live recordings, we digitally produce sure. 99% of the sound effects you hear with that. But for our live shows, 100% of that is live sound. It's not canned. It's not coming from a recording or a button that you push. Yeah. And so, folks, that, that's for me one of the reasons why I love watching or being a part of that, right? I mean, the Foley work is oh, yeah. absolutely yeah. some of the artistry exactly. and the view that's happening yeah. there at the same time. So the, I like that. The audience loves it, especially at Hotel Petaluma, where we put on a three-night show, you know, usually in early or mid-December. Um, the audience is absolutely captivated by the Foley table, right? So you'll have two or three guys back there uh, taking a, a cage that almost looks like something you'd catch lobsters with, a, a round cage that's filled with golf balls. Well, it turns out, and each golf ball has a number on it because it was from some bingo. Think bingo, thing. everybody. Yeah. Right, think bingo, yeah. <laughs> and, and they start to, to just turn the cage with their hands on both sides. It's on its own axle, and, and they start to just turn it in quarter turns. And I swear, when you hear that... <laughs> 
and then somebody adds in the little it sounds like a Pullman train coming out of a station in 1933. I mean, it's absolutely amazing what these guys do with just the weirdest stuff. Right on. You know. So if that sounds interesting to anyone out there, reach out to PedalumRadioPlayers.com, yes, right? PedalumRadioPlayers.com, yeah. We, uh, we were on the internet 24-7 and, and there, but for the grace of God and KPCA, we're also on the World Wide Web, um, and that has attracted a whole variety of playwrights from as far away as New Zealand, yeah. uh, New York, throughout the you know, throughout the country, Canada. Hundreds you know, of scripts. We get hundreds of scripts hundreds. a year. Yeah, and uh, uh, it's all it, we have a very tough vetting process, yeah. and uh, you know we don't just take everybody. We can't, you know, because it costs money to put shows on, and we have to be very selective. But the uh, some of the shows we've done have actually won awards. In fact, Kendra directed one, an allegorical play, uh, the um, Be Bold, Be Bold, Be Bold. You will remember that you played the evil Mr. Fox. I, I do And it, <laughs> I loved that it won the Silver Award, Silver Division Award at the Here Now Festival in Kansas City, Missouri. And one of our other plays, Sherlock Holmes, one of the Sherlock Holmes comedies from Vince Staden in the UK, a very gifted uh, playwright. Uh, it was nominated in the Platinum Division, so we are starting to uh, we're starting to cop awards, and we're certainly the, the nice thing about all this are the are the thank you letters that we get, even from playwrights who we are forced to turn down because either the show didn't adhere to a particular format that we have, or but it's uh, it's really cool to know that Petaluma yeah. via the Petaluma Radio Players and KPCA FM one hundred three point. That's right. Is doing its part to uh, for international relations. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. And so, folks, you can listen to those podcasts at PetalumaRadioPlayers.com. Just yeah. click on the great glowing little uh, uh, tube, radio tube that mm-hmm. lights up when you hover over it. Very cool. The podcast <laughs> drop down. Be bold, be bold. One of my all-time yeah. favorites is there. Love that. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, we talked a little bit about, you know, Petalumen, the support of uh, the Petalumens in this as well. I think we are definitely grateful and blessed, and uh, each community can create this type of thing. And, and that's part of my mission in The Greater Good is to talk to folks about how to initiate it or, or begin. So if there's someone out there in a community, gosh, we'd really like to do that as well. Do you have any kind of thoughts or just a few thoughts for them on how to start or initiate Specifically on radio? Yeah, or like, like, like creating the radio play uh, environment. Or, I mean, they can go to their local station like we have, which is mm-hmm. a community access, right, station, and you can sign up there. And I think that's a good know. starting right. point. Certainly, that's a, I mean, that's where we started, right? Mm-hmm. KPCA just, uh, you know, we grew with KPCA. I mean, it's just a thrill to, uh, we were speaking with the station. on air with them at the beginning. That's right. That's that is correct. And uh, in speaking with the station manager, Robert, uh, in, in the last half hour uh, before we came out here, we we mar- we haven't been at the station in a while, yeah. in a couple of months, because we've been busy in production and so forth. But coming back here and seeing what a dramatic change has happened internally, and just in terms of its design, right? I mean, now it looks like a 5,000-watt station. But more importantly, in the outside world, it sounds like a 5,000-watt station. Yeah. It doesn't sound low power to me because we're hearing these beautiful on-air promos and, this, and, and programming that's going 24-7. In certain respects, it reminds me of the early days of, of Fox Broadcasting when they were the underdog network. And they were just thrilled to be rolling out one night of programming, right? <laughs> yeah. Even though NBC and CBS and ABC were already had, you know, obviously for decades. We just had five minutes of radio. Yeah. But, you know, they became a powerhouse in the industry. Yeah. It took a while. But uh, it's kind of neat to see what's happening here in Petaluma because this proves that community-based radio, that there's an audience for it. Because at the end of the day, if there wasn't an audience for it, we wouldn't be here with it. Where would we? So. 
So that with uh, some passion, uh, website, um, pushing stuff out there. Yeah, just um, get, getting together with like-minded individuals or even not necessarily like-minded, but yeah. people who maybe want to, um, uh, you know, bring about that particular work, whether it be play reading or um, whether it be uh, stories and things like that. But, yeah, sure. Um, I think the support from the community for what we do has been tremendous. Um, massive case in point would be a event which took place recently at the Petaluma Historical Museum and Library, Library and Museum, pardon me, in September. Yes. Which was a humongous event for the Petaluma Radio Players and for... I must have missed that guests. one. <laughs> I, I, I think you were there. I, I must have missed, missed that one. Well, you were, you were <laughs> hidden for part of it. Um, but the the collaboration between the troupe, the uh, museum folk, and uh, other community members who came together to help us create this um, extravaganza was phenomenal. And KPCA was there to bring it to the airwaves as well, remotely. Um, and so that was just phenomenal. So that's community at its best. And right for there. the benefit of your audience who so may not have attended, we are committed um, that way I'm now. I'm trying to keep it Proof that, as they say on Doctor Who, it's bigger on in, in the inside. Um, we had a worldwide audience for our wedding. All right. yep. Kendra responded to an ad several years ago after seeing a Petaluma Radio Players uh, event at Hotel Petaluma. Right. So now we're flashing back in Ooh. our earlier yeah. moment yes. where we talked about 2016. Right. 2016. Yes. Yes. 2016. So she sends us yep. a, uh, you know, I'd like to audition and so forth. And we were incredibly impressed with her uh, vocal ability. Mm-hmm. And uh, that led to associate producing. And that led to ultimately a proposal of marriage. And uh, from the producer to the <laughs> producer, you know. Or maybe the other way around, I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, and that wedding was actually a, uh, a a conglomeration of well, it was the ultimate collaboration in that uh, our UK playwright Vince Staden was commissioned to write a specific episode of a Sherlock Holmes comedy featuring our cast, and we had to keep the cast in the dark up until the dress rehearsal. They had no idea how the play was going to end. We kept telling them that the playwright is still trying to come up with an ending. He's still trying to come up with an ending. I thought that was pretty unique. It's like <laughs> we get this big chunk of script and right. like, well, the ending's like not here. Yeah, what are we going to do? Excuse me, producers? <laughs> <laughs> and that particular play, as, as is now, as 36 countries now know, um, that particular play required that an American couple visiting the British Museum circa 1890, where there is an exhibit of future wedding dresses, which, oh, by the way, the library just happened to be having a display oh, called... their I Do exhibit. Their I Do exhibit, yeah. featuring uh, period dresses from the 1890s, 1900s. All Petaluma families. All Petaluma families and Sonoma County families. And, you know, it was the perfect setting because we were surrounded by all these beautiful wedding dresses and wedding attire and that actually proved to be a bit of a logistical nightmare because now we had to fit an audience of upwards of 100 people in there right, right. but uh, with the help of the museum we were able to uh, to work out the logistics and up until the night before the cast had no idea how it was going to end and that's when we whipped out on stage at the dress rehearsal in the library we whipped out the last five pages and said oh by the way here's how it's going to end and as it turns out the American couple who disappeared during this 
uh, Sherlock Holmes mystery, Ken Jodorow, um, they have to come back at the very end when Mr. Holmes discovers that uh, his partner Watson has skipped town, right? AWOL, yes. Yeah. Running, running away from a wedding. Exactly. Running away from a wedding because Professor Moriarty allegedly was going to bomb uh, the wedding of Dr. Right, Watson. Yours, yours truly had yeah, one, one of the more One of the, exactly. Yes. So, so Watson skips town, and now Sherlock Holmes was going to use the wedding to capture Moriarty. What's he going to do? So he turns to the audience and says, is there anybody here who would like to get married? And that's when Kendra and Ralph pop out from upstairs. We missed our own wedding, by the way. Right? Yeah. We were upstairs during, or we should, I should say we missed most of our own wedding. Because we were up in the in these hidden oh, offices okay. getting changed into our yeah, wedding. Right, right, right. <laughs> the so. producers are AWOL getting yeah. out of their wedding. Uh, <laughs> so Sherlock Holmes folded into a wedding for Kendra and Ralph. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah. And, in and, our community. And, and um, not to get weepy or anything, but um, it was extremely important for me, and I believe for my husband, that it be in our community, because that's yeah. what brought us together. Yeah, yeah. nicely. Yeah. nicely done. And that's so great, because it stems from something you just wanted to pursue to give a yeah. gift back to yourself. Exactly. And you did. We did. A really big gift. And it was fun. Yeah. It was a lot of work, but it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I understand it was the first time that a, is that right, a radio broadcast came out of the Petaluma Historical Library and Museum that involved a wedding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, right. There you go. Right. Yeah. Wow, that was pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please, where time. are you? Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're looking for more collaboration with other community venues maybe as well. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, we have now a, uh, a really nice uh, continuing relationship with the library mm -hmm. where we're going to be, hopefully if all goes as planned, and it rarely does, we hope to be staging uh, three of our live radio broadcasts, radio show broadcasts at the museum throughout 2019 that are tied in with their specific exhibits, including Women's History Month, and uh, there's a history of photography. So yeah. we celebration are. Celebration of Chloe Cow. Celebration of Chloe Cow, right? So we are working on plays right now. In fact, we are looking for plays that uniquely um, fit that theme. Those themes. Hopefully written by some Petaluma playwrights. Yeah. That would be terrific. Yeah. That would, of course, be terrific. Yeah. You know, but, yeah. uh, but we'll settle for you know, a play from New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is a lot of fun. I mean, because mm -hmm. Vince Staden has been very engaged, yeah. right? has built a relationship, knows Petaluma. Yes. I mean, like. He's actually almost here. now. Oh, right? Right? oh yes, yeah. actually, yeah. He, he actually he, he, yeah, and it's and that's kind of cool, to, you know, to discover that some of these people who are from you know another time zone have, are, are are very acquainted with Petaluma. They haven't had a chance to visit, but we're always encouraging them to do so. Yeah, him staying up at whatever two o'clock in the morning to listen to the radio play. <laughs> That's 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 the downside to twenty four hour radio is that uh, sometimes you have to roll out of bed to catch the latest uh, the latest premiere from Petaluma Radio Players. But um, you know we promise that if you do roll out of bed, you're going to get a really we'll make it worth your while. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so um, then back to the community with regard to auditions and stuff. So folks at PetalumaRadioPlayers.com can check out the podcast we've mentioned. Mm -hmm. They can also click on there's a an auditions link. Yes, yes. there's, there's an auditions link, and yeah. we post auditions every two weeks. Yeah. We try to stick to that rough schedule of every two weeks holding auditions. It can be tricky at times. Or, you know, of course. It's usually on the Facebook and the website. Right. Yeah. We have facebook.com forward slash Petaluma Radio Players, and we've got uh, PetalumaRadioPlayers.com. And then we have a second Facebook page, page uh, facebook.com forward slash like talking on air, which yeah. is our tagline. So there are a myriad of ways to try to find out what we're up to. And then, of course, there's a submissions link on the site where if you're a playwright, 
Uh, you click on submissions, it gives our, the guidelines. And we have some very specific guidelines. You know, we're looking for half hour and one hour entertainment. Now, there had been a time that we were selecting plays as short as 10 minutes. Yeah. But now, in order to, to adhere to the KPCA FM uh, time slots, we have to stick to half an hour and an hour. Right. And uh, we also have a syndication deal, uh, not syndication, a, a distribution deal with uh, Blackstone Audio. Uh, if you go to downpour.com, you can now um, actually purchase. And I don't know if I'm breaking an FCC violate or, or violating the FCC. Oh, maybe. That's a good point. <laughs> but, um, Just check. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you can actually get uh, yeah. copies of our Sherlock Holmes dramas. And uh, so they've stepped up to the plate as a result of the the win that we had at the Here Now Festival last yeah. June. So, so we'll, we'll try to back up and cover yeah. that little uh, promo boo-boo there, which is wing, wing, nudge, nudge. Yeah. 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 But, but the nice thing is, is the fact that and it speaks to the entrepreneurship that you experience in Petaluma. Right. And I've lived a lot of towns around the U.S. My dad was in the military, so I mm-hmm. moved all the time. And so when I got here, I was really blown away by, A, the number of nonprofits, and, and B, the, did I say A and B or one and two? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, number of entrepreneurs that you meet. So many folks out there making things happen. And, and this has grown from Linda J., right? And oh, whose yeah. father was a co-writer on Twilight Zone? Her, her, parents, were, yeah. um, her parents were writers in yeah. the 40s and uh, at work, Petaluma, uh, which is a uh, co-working space here in town. It's been on the block for on 4th Street for about six years. Yeah. She actually walked into one of uh, Work Petaluma's Tuesday morning coffee socials, which are open to the public. You don't have to be a member at Work Petaluma to participate. And for one hour, uh, you get to enjoy coffee, tea, and pastries and give five minutes on your business life story or talk about a particular social cause you're vested in. Well, Linda Jay walked in, and she I was there the very day she did it, and she uh, took two copies, two scripts that looked like they had been typed on an old royal typewriter, and she threw them down on the table and said, my parents wrote these scripts for The Shadow in the 1940s. Perhaps you'd like to read them sometime. She had no idea that that single act was going to lead to an absolutely fabulous uh, troupe of radio thespians that are now heard around the world. Right. All the way from a little business meeting like that to actually uh, producing Mm -hmm. uh, professionally and Audible and ACS. We're all over the place now. Doing so much, so much fun. So, folks, reach out if you you know want to you know share your unique voice and 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 we are working on plays that feature generations. So this isn't a, an age-specific group. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. So, I mean, we really pretty much have, um, you know, 20s to 60s. Oh, uh, so one of our youngest yeah. members, I think, is like 14. 14. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, so exactly. So parents, you know, certainly you can yes. engage your youth in this and come to one of the auditions and, and check in. So that would be wonderful. All right, we're closing up. Do me a favor. Give me your favorite thing about Petaluma. Mm-hmm. Kendra. Well, I like, I've been in Petaluma for over 20 years, and uh, I would have to say I like the, the acceptance of old and new together in this town. We value the old, but we appreciate the new and the modern as well. Nice. Love that. Love I'm that. a little bit more pragmatic. Have you ever had one of those hot dogs over at Roy's? Near <laughs> <the rest? laughs> They're amazing. They're about 12 feet long. So, for the price, they're excellent. That's called the party dogs. <laughs> Ralph, I don't think everybody's uh, necessarily here. We've talked about cuisine, but not specifically hot dogs. Well done on that, definitely. Well, thank you both so much for Thanks being here. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate yeah, it. absolutely. Thank and there was even more I wanted to cover about your fantastic lives, and now they intertwine with entertainment and real estate. And uh, I'm sorry, not real estate. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, apparently. Not yet. But um, how how they kind of expand. Um, you guys are really, really working to bring things to the community. 
And uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. So Thanks for your time. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Everyone have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for joining The Greater Good. Субтитры